0: Uh-oh. <laughs> Beverage alert.
1: Five o'clock somewhere. What was that? What? A little limonata?
2: Did what? you turn around on it? You have a, yeah. limona- a limonata.
1: A limonata. We I can't
2: finally... do two. No, I, I blackball. We're not doing two months of lemon <laughs> drinks in a row. No way. <laughs> I don't no want to talk about way.
0: lemon drinks. I want to talk about LaCroix. I have big news. Ugh. I finally mm. threw away the six-pack of LaCroix that I bought to have in my house for people who drink LaCroix. Man, just the tabloids have been, tabloids <laughs> been
2: buzzing about this six pack of LaCroix. When are they going to get around to finally just sort of drinking up their medicine?
0: Griffin and Rachel were coming in. They live in Austin. I thought for sure they would drink the LaCroix. They didn't seem like oh, Austin. We don't,
2: we don't drink it here. We're just impressed that the other person owns it. What are okay. you ta- drinking it with your mouth and tongue and everything? Oh my God. What flavor
1: did you pick that you thought would apply to any potential guest?
2: Uh, just like
1: moose, Oh, a oh, good move because I was gonna suggest Pomplamoose Yes,
2: you were gonna suggest that because you just fucking like saying that word, and we're yeah. all on to your schemes. It's true.
1: Drinking the
2: Lacroix, though, God.
0: My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the
1: best game of the month.
3: My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the month. My name is Chris Plant, and I know a very good game this month.
1: My name is Russ Froschig, and I converted my closet into a whole recording setup. It's pretty cool. Oh, uh, you sound oh, like wow. a Pixar character. You I, sound so good. I've Yay. seen so many pictures of Russ's closet
0: uh, <laughs> in the past couple of weeks. It's <laughs> wild. It's great I have now. a very good sense of his closet. Um, yep. Uh yeah, Russ, you sound great. I think that's the first thing on everybody's mind.
1: You sound fantastic. Yeah,
2: what's that I hear rattling around about a whole bunch though? It's his skeletons that Russ has in his closet. Yeah.
1: <coughs> Don't talk about them. All the dead characters he's played? <laughs> it's all his
2: dead characters. That's the skeleton in his closet. He doesn't know how to commit to a bit.
0: Nope. Um uh so this is the best news where we talk about the latest and greatest in drinks. Beverage news. Mm. Uh and um, video games couldn't think of other words to say there, couldn't think, of, couldn't think of couldn't think of nouns, Beverly D'Angelo, um, mm-hmm. and clearly Canadian and video games. So, this month it's all about video games, folks. They have come a long way since Pac Man, have they? Yep. Though, have they <laughs> what this
2: month uh, presupposes is maybe they haven't. Maybe they have not. <laughs> we we have one we have at least one good game. This episode should be called Besties March. We warned you. We, we told, told y'all you. try to tell I, you.
1: I, I did I yeah. Did we, we warn them? I don't think we warned them. I think some of these games I mean, we, were we were very, maybe very excited bearish, about. Yeah um,
2: was was there any honorable mentions? Was there yes,
0: any honorable? mentions? My idle game update, idle update. Oh, Everybody's favorite segment. <sighs> yeah is, this this month is deep oh. Deep Town. Uh, deep Town mm. is a game where you've got a mine that's going straight down, and you hire like robots to mine for you and c- collect resources and then above ground you've got facilities that process the things that you mine and there's story elements because you find caves that you can send robots in to explore and you'll find like sort of like fragments of a fallen civilization mm. that you can try to learn about but also your ta- there's uh, bosses where some layers of the sediment are uh, inhabited by monsters and you have to use your mining equipment to destroy them and they're sort of like gateways to keep you from the lower ones uh the lower levels so you have to like continue to improve your lasers and all your mining equipment as you dig down and uh it's called deep town deep, deep town mining <laughs> factory don't mind if i do downloading this right now yeah it yeah. is quite good the other one i wanted to highlight and i think chris mentioned it briefly but i've really been enjoying it is uh 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 alto's odyssey um, oh yeah
1: you mentioned it last w- last month
0: which i actually confused it with alto's Adventure isn't it the same style of game it's the sequel it is is. i just Mm -hmm. for some reason i hadn't processed it as being oh my god i've seen i've seen this game everywhere and i thought it was just the game i'd
2: played Uh, last year because it looks identical and the name's almost identical that's That's what i'm saying
0: that it's not that it's really fun actually like and i i can't speak to how different it is from alto's adventure
1: um I, I like I the idea that you thought Chris brought a four-year-old game. I thought mm-hmm. he didn't bring it. Did. He
0: just, he just mentioned, mentioned it in sort it. of passing. Sure, that's So I thought, like, it, he was just trying to get into it. But, like, it's a really good sort of one-touch, Um, I, I mean, like, the best way to probably think about it is, like, not – if you were to make the greatest, like, Tony Hawk mm-hmm. uh, downhill
1: Or, game, like, SSX. Like,
0: right? yeah I mean uh, yeah SSX is like a fine comparison but like it is about like stringing together a run where you basically have one button that makes you jump you hold that button to do like backflips and then the rest of it is all about finding stuff in the environment like there's walls you can grind on uh, there's uh, (coughs) balloons are connected by ropes that you can grind on these ropes there's like uh, rope bridges that you can uh, travel across Um, you can't
2: freaking grind on a rope
1: what are you uh, talking? You can't if you're grind good oh, them. They break. That's actually Damn.
3: true. If you yeah. if you grind on them too long, they snap. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they no, heard you. I'm back They on board got you. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you mentioned this being the best
2: downhill Tony Hawk 2D game, and Ollie Ollie me... was that, right? Did you ever play Ollie Ollie? Yeah, that,
1: that wasn't... wasn't downhill though. That was Flatland.
2: Yeah. No, it was, a, was downhill. What are you talking about? Flatland
1: oh, yeah. dog. That, that was, was a flatland, play, Was it? no, uh, no, they never made a bubble yeah.
2: that's fair, so fair like, dinkum. I,
0: I, the, it is about cha- like I wish the I wish there was like a little bit more robust with in terms of like what kind of like tricks you could do because a lot of it's like at the point I'm at a lot of it's like hoping that I have enough time to very slowly pull off a backflip and not always knowing if I'm gonna have enough time to do it but a lot but when you do tricks you build up more speed um and and I think what's really neat about it is that it's continued to like open up and reveal new things as you go like it's it's technically a um you know a endless runner I don't know if it's technically endless or not but that's the sort of style it is but it's actually like putting new things into the world as you play through and i'm still like unlocking new characters and new things that like i didn't even know were sort of part of the scope of the thing um it's also very it's lovely to look at um one knock against it being lovely to look at uh there's like a day night cycle And I wish uh, when it gets to like dusk or later in the evening, it could be a lot harder to tell your, pick your character out from the background. Um, You
1: know what? That's true to life though.
0: It is true to life, but it Mm. is also like. You need
1: some HDR.
0: Yeah. True blacks. Uh, That's a,
2: that's a complaint I'd like to leverage against one of our four main games this, this month, but we'll cross uh, that bridge when we come to it.
0: But it's good. It's a, it's a,
3: it's a nice, nice thing. Uh, I, I have a thing. I, I probably
1: should bring it as my main game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it here. This episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. But Vermintide 2?
3: Oh, Has yeah, i played this. Yeah, it's great. It, it, it's, the full title is Warhammer Vermintide 2, but I prefer not to say that, because when I hear Warhammer, I don't want to touch it. Yep. The name um,
0: Warhammer is like a force field that <laughs> protects otherwise good <laughs> games. That I see that, and I'm like, uh, that's not—excuse me, Chris, are you going in there? That's not for us. It says Warhammer there. It's like, <laughs> I, you can't get through that.
3: You You are correct. And the game does a good job of, well, other than the very beginning— uh, not really making you have to learn the intricacies of the Warhammer universe. They kind of like, characters talk, uh, but you ignore them because you're slaughtering just hundreds of things. Uh, it's basically Left for Dead, but uh, upgraded for like 2018. So instead of things like, uh, oh, it's all about firing guns, it's much more melee focused, which fixes left for dead for me kind of because it makes it way scarier when things are surrounding you and you are um overwhelmed and kind of actually having to get good position to like prevent 20 or 30 enemies from just gobbling you up um there are still long range weapons they're just way more precious there are four class types and then each of those class types has three subclass types so if you want to play rogue you could make it so that you're more stealthy, or you could make it so you're uh, kind of like an archer rogue. Um, it's super interesting. And then there are also loot boxes, but you can't buy loot boxes in the game. So the loot boxes just become this kind of Destiny-style um, system of at the end of the match, you go to uh, the loot box spot, you open it up kind of like an Ingram. Isn't that the Destiny word? Yeah yeah, yeah. Engrams, and grams yeah and all the things that you get are usually just a little bit above your level so you have this kind of artificial but very fun sense of growth um so that you'll go back into a place that was impossible before and suddenly you can just carve through enemies um it's smart it, it the the world isn't like my favorite place to live in like carving through these weird barbarians and rat people uh, but it's pretty. It, it's not like terrible to look at. Um, and I'm surprised how fun it is, even like hopping in with people who aren't your friends, which again, hmm. I, I kind of had trouble with Left for Dead and different like the difficulty scale. I felt like I always needed to be playing
1: with people I could talk with.
2: Um, and Graham, did you guys know is a Scientology thing?
1: I, I did know that it has something to do with bad memories. Yeah, in it's your like a bad brain. mental image of a traumatic event. They are uh, like ghosts in your brain, and they push you into the volcano.
2: Anyway, Destiny's Scientology game, and everybody knows about it. That game that Chris just said sounds better than a lot of the games that we're formally bringing as the best games of the, <laughs> the month. So what the fuck are we
1: doing here? Russ,
0: you, Russ, you played a little Vermintide, yeah?
1: Yeah, I had forgotten that I played it, but I played a little bit with Dave, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I, it is very similar to um, Left 4 Dead, as Chris said. Um, I didn't love the fact that I felt like I needed to grind the first like level a bunch of times before I was powerful enough to like do other levels. I don't know, Chris, if that's something that you experienced, but like I felt like I was numerically underpowered for huh. progression, and the loot boxes were like not coming fast and heavy, um, so I got kind of frustrated, but. I did like, I don't know. I like the idea of like an RPG latched onto the Left for Dead format. It's also really gorgeous and has um, Ratman decapitation, which is always exciting. It's pretty up <laughs> nice. Very violent.
2: We, as long as we're here in the honorable mentions, we should give one to one that none of us played and should have, which was a way out, which we were discussing right before we started recording, because that game looks like kind of all of our jams. But I think sort of, I, I, th- me personally, and I think this is probably the case for all of us it is sort of a co-op built game where like you really need somebody else to play that game with it has online and i local think you co-op. literally
1: need i don't think you can play uh, it so yeah. yeah
2: and and it from what i've read the thing that people have enjoyed the most playing this game is like just doing it either in one or, or a couple sittings uh together and that's a that's a tough that's a big ask i feel like i guess for, it depends how long it is for me, where I only have like maybe an hour of gaming time that I can spend
1: in any given day. like And that's you're spending a... that getting all the moons in Super Mario Odyssey for the sixth time. <laughs> What? <laughs> Not that ain't me, me. <laughs> that ain't my life. I only did that it once. Was.
2: <laughs> it was my life for a while, but for I did time. that by myself and that was on the Switch, so I could do it fucking anywhere, which certainly helps. I've only um,
0: recently been able to carve out a little bit of time to play video games again, um, and, and it, it's probably even less than sort of what Gervin's describing, because I have too many children. I have like a <laughs> ton of kids, and um, I, I, I thought I was needed to prioritize a game that I thought that I would enjoy very much so i didn't get to a way out. Do we want to um, start with that? Yeah, let's start with that and then maybe we can find a way to cleanse our palates so we as we mm. move forward. Um and i i want to talk about Far Cry 5 and i know that yeah. other people on the call want to sort of weigh in on it. Um mm. i i have probably now full disclosure and other people probably got me beat here but you know, we each have to pick a game so this is the only one that i've really played. Um i've i've probably spent about five good hours in, in Far Cry five. And, uh, I, to tell people sort of where I'm coming from, I'm like a big Far Cry, uh, three on fan. Like, I think we all are right. I thought Far Cry one was interesting. Far Cry two was very cool, but it had some design choices that I know it endeared it to some people. Um, but I could not get down with, um, but from three on three, four blood dragon, uh i'm I'm down with all of it like I'm, i am i even really like primal i like i'm 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 down um for me far cry five the experience so far has and i when i i started to hear some negativity about it, and my assumption was like nah, i'm still gonna go nuts for it it's far cry mm-hmm. like how bad you know i'll 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 look past all that stuff um my experience so far has been uh i here here are the big things that i would say one very aimless. Um, I don't really feel compelled to do anything particular in the environment. Um, I don't really feel, like, incentivized. Like, I, there's nothing I necessarily want to pursue. Um, it's extremely wide open. I mean, like, when you get through the initial training area, they're, like, th- just a massive world, and it doesn't really... It's everywhere.
1: It's, it's for everywhere. the first time yeah. in a Far Cry game where you could literally go anywhere on the map right from the jump.
0: And I don't have any connection. And it's asking me to sort of decide what I want to do when I have no conversation. Like, I ha- Sorry, I have no connection really to like the world or the characters in it or anything I want to do. So uh, on, a, on a grand scale, big picture, I, I don't feel I know that I want to um, I know I, there's a bad cult leader and I know that I want to uh, mess him up and he's got people working for him and I know I want to mess them up but the the like day to day of that is just so like very aimless and um i don't i don't really feel like compelled to do any of it um they, they have made some very strange choices with progression which would be the thing i would mm-hmm. sort of fall back on like well if i'm not really caring about the main game like at least i could start to grind out some of these you know i i'm the sort of person that like basically doesn't even want to mess with the main story until i've like upgraded my health sum and like do all the that kind of th- thing that I can do before I progress in the story because I want to be like really well equipped. Um animal skins is the big one where uh previous Far Cry games like hunting animals was a way to uh create upgrades, right? So if you wanted to hold more money, you had to kill some rhinos or something. Or if you ha- wanted like that's how it um, works in i r l yeah yeah that's the way it mm. yeah that's or like if you wanted to you know whatever better armor whatever you kill the kill uh, you hunt an animal get the skin that's a very concrete sort of like oh cool okay well, I'll do that i'll just uh, you know i'll I'll hunt some of those animals, and now all of it is replaced with money i mean you you skin any any animal you skin is just you it just turns into money, and there are the rest of it is through a um achievement system. Um and there are achievements for and when I say achievements in this sense I'm not talking about necessarily the hardware the, side. The hardware side achievements. So it's like in-game achievements of like if I, you get uh some weapon kills then you get achievements and those achievements give you perk points that you can then use to upgrade like uh you can get a wingsuit you can get a lockpick and a thing that repairs your vehicles and better health and better explodings and all uh, you know the whole nine yards. Um, but none of it's like but like a a lot of those are very boring (laughs) like yeah the the for for example the shotgun achievement is kill 10 people with a shotgun so that's basically just like i don't know i'll just run around with a shotgun for a little bit and kill people and it's not difficult it's not that interesting it's not fun and as soon as i finished with it i was ready to drop the shotgun and get back to the thing i actually like using it's so wild it's so wild because the whole thing about World Games is like tailoring your character
2: and leveling them up, and then play, play it your way, baby. But now it's like, and also go out there with a flamethrower, which sucks, and get te- get a bunch of kills with it. And then uh, now you okay. got now you okay, got okay, points.
1: Okay, okay. Well, let me let me combat <laughs> not, a little I'm bit of this quite, stuff. Let me, finish,
0: let me finish a li- let me just get get well, through. But I want to address the, I hit as the you world go. Real quick, I want to, okay. I want to, and then we'll we'll circle back on those those three big things the last thing is the world which is just Mm. as somebody who lives in Appalachia (laughs) which is not what we're talking about but it is a a more
1: rural area um it is uh, trees uh, and hills right so like not yeah basically
0: yeah trees and hills and American flags and and a few (laughs) you know uh Trump signs what have you Uh, like it is a similar world to what is being depicted here I guess and the the game has nothing interesting to say about the way our country is sort of like politically divided and the sort of environment that would allow a a cult like this to flourish and the sort of people that live in an area like this. Like as far as this ga- game knows, Montana is just good preppers and bad preppers. Like those are the two <laughs> people that live in Montana is like good C- wild good old boys that live off the land and cruise around in atvs and evil ones of those that get yes. high on a wild drug named bliss
3: that makes clouds emit from your brain Justin, and turn
0: you into a zombie
3: can can i give you just a moment a, a quick anecdote that i feel like really captures yes. this problem i so have one after I, you give me yours there's a character who is running for the senate and he is hill folk because that is what everybody is reduced to Um, And the mission begins promising. He's like, well, I was talking to the who's it's and the what's it's and they told me that there's this thing called gerrymandering and gerrymandering is going to make it so the, the evil cultist can just vote and get what they want. And I'm like, oh, great. And he's like, well, you're probably like me, just another real American who doesn't know what that word is. So I guess you should just go kill them all. And it's like, wait, ah. what? Like you started to say a thing, didn't explain what it was, then completely Explained pivot wrong. off of it, and then the the, 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 the great part here is then the, if you go north, there are very minor spoiler. There's a series of missions that even if you're just trying to enjoy the open world, it doesn't matter. You get randomly drugged and you wake up. They do in that a in all the regions, chamber.
1: by the way. That same what? mechanic. Oh, oh he- great
3: is in everybody really region. really wonderful I, I hate it i um,
0: i have i okay my my anecdote is two things one is uh, uh i heard a guy and he was like a, just an open world nobody character and this is a bark i heard from him like three times when i was trying to get a bugged mission to work by by the way there there are there are so many oh, of those healthy number of those this guy's like i was always suspicious of our gun laws but I guess it's a good thing if we didn't have the right to keep and bear arms, we wouldn't be able to defend ourselves from this cult. It's like, yeah, dude, that's why we have the Second Amendment, to defend ourselves from fucking wild cults. And it's just like, that. it's like politically adjacent. Like, it's like the most Far Cry 5 thing. Cause it's like, okay, that's an opinion. Do you have anything to say about that? Like, do you have anything to comment on beyond just having a character be aware of the fact that there is a gun law? debate in our country like there's no it takes no position it's just like somebody saying like i guess it's a good thing we have guns because of this cult like uh, you know for when we're all in that situation when we have to defend our (laughs) state from a doomsday cult because that's why the right to bear arms is there the other one is i have i've been playing this game for five hours and i've already been tasked with retrieving two very important trucks
2: like <laughs> oh dude i i'm i'm a little bit further than you i've done maybe four or five four important trucks and one important plane it's like just, these very important yes.
0: trucks that are a part of our family and please go get my special truck back like it's it's just it's just wild and it's like has nothing interesting to say and it's also like it wants to be sort of like um Avant-garde in its messaging and its world and its setting, like setting a Fargo game in America, but it has nothing to add to the conversation.
2: And it's, the problem isn't, this is, this is the conversation about this game, the controversy, these evil game journalists want it to be, you know, liberal in a way and tackle these real world issues. And why are you the ones bringing this to the conversation? And well, first of all, we're not, they definitely did. Like they knew what the fuck they were doing when they, made this game be set in the place that it's set touching on the issues that it touches on at a time where like in IRL it's like, you know, really popping off and it's kind of irresponsible, but whatever, if that's not your problem with the game, that's fine. But in the vacuum that they have created by not touching on that stuff, they have created a narrative that fucking sucks the wind and the moon out of the sky. I did a mission All the side missions, by the way, are either hyper, hyper. All the missions in the game are either hyper grimdark or fucking straight out of Tony Hawk Underground 2 level farts shenanigans. And to wit, I did a mission where have you done, I saw Chris tweet about this earlier today oh my there's a gosh, mission the cook. where you're, you're sneaking through the woods with this woman who can become like an accomplice of yours who's like a stealthy archer and while you, she wants to kill this bad guy in the cult and while you're doing this mission she's explaining at length the grotesque things that this cook has done to the community including, and this is truly upsetting so I, I content warning, legit, not a joke there's a bit where she talks about and that how the cook made these kids, uh, uh, it, it, he starved this community and so the people had to re- resorted to drink, drinking their own piss and the kids had to do it too and the parents had to make them do it and they put up a resistance and then the cook fed the kids their parents like cut off their toes while they hung them up and, and fed the kids their toes and it's like fuck guys you didn't earn any of this and then the next side mission I did literally four minutes later was running over bowls with a big threshing tractor to collect their balls for a big balls festival mm, and then there's a dude like mm, the sweet balls in my mouth give me those balls i want to pop in those balls in my mouth and ooh, i love tasty sweet juicy hot like balls it's you like know
1: how in the show mash when they would like have a goofy moment because hula was doing something and then they'd realize they were in korea and things were really bad
2: yeah. It's basically
1: that. It's, it's that's it's, 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: it's just it's not it's it I, fucking sucks. It's so bad.
1: It's so I, like
3: wildly laughably bad. I I, I, I wanna chase the, the thing that Griffin just said. I I would have killed for the ball mission after it because mine was, well, first, you get all this lead up and then the guy ends up just being a tank character that I like blew up from about a hundred meters away. <laughs> yes, so I hit like a I rocket even, launcher. I, there is no end to the story. Um, but two, right after that, and again, spoiler, but it's a thing that I, and it's awful, um, but whatever, it cuts to a mission, or a cutscene with a character talking directly to you about how his baby daughter was born, and they thought she wasn't going to live, but then she does live, and then they pray together, and then the baby daughter has a breathing tube, and he holds the tube shut to kill her. And there's no logical explanation for why and that's that gets to the heart of what i find really upsetting about the game is making a game that has all these things in it and handled them with like any depth or intent would be fine or it would be like a start towards fine what's really disgusting to me about this game is that all of these things in the crucifixions everywhere the mass graves everywhere i don't remember far cry games the landscapes being so covered and just blood and guts and like humiliated corpses it it doesn't serve anything like i i truly don't understand what the point of this cold is and why it, does it have daniel bryan yes yes, yes yeah yeah everywhere? that's a, a great right. question
2: for another another podcast
3: but like they're doing these things because
2: these games have always and and really a, a lot of shoot. and this is not me grandstanding because I, I i i fucking platinum far cry 4 like i i love and it's games got, like it's these pro-
0: like there's no fucking question and that's what i wanted to reinforce like I, I history has proven that I can ignore some whack shit yeah. from Far Cry games if the if the game part itself is good It is
2: good and it's it's not it's not no. great here but like I, the reason the reason it does all these things the reason it has the mass graves and the reason it makes these people the cult is so car- cartoonishly evil they may as well be fucking bible thumping rabbits like it's that's legit what they're at and they i feel like the reason they do that is because you the player the deputy uh, you're gonna you're gonna end four thousand lives by the time the credits roll and so that's how this game solves for that is like well yeah you just do it because these people aren't real nobody's this big of a fucking ghoul
0: i feel like rest wants to lend like lend some defense to the game parts i do
1: yes what i'm going to say the story is dog shit like i'm not going to beat around the bush it's really bad consistently whether it's trying to be serious or trying to be goofy neither of them land it's bad but i actually do find the sandbox and the things you do in the world pretty fun personally and i've played all the far cry games and i've experienced them all i actually found the freedom of it kind of nice because i would find similar to justin where he wanted to wait until he had his like souped up shit before he did the story missions. Like I liked that. I didn't have to mainline the story until I unlocked the ability to get a wingsuit that I right. wanted to use. All right. the how,
2: how often do you use that? I hate the landscape of this uh, game. Cause how often do you use the fucking wingsuit? Like I use it all I, that the time. The... Really?
0: All the uh, time. Really? I, well, bought hel- f- I, I bought a uh, helicopter, and he, uh, uh,
1: after the wingsuit, you unlock the ability to fast travel in the air. So when after you fast travel, you'll start like 300 feet up in the air. Okay, I guess I haven't gotten that I, 10, I, 10 cost upgrade
2: that I need to enjoy the first two upgrades so, that yeah, I purchased uh, in the game. Th- well,
1: that, I'm so-
2: that, oh, sorry, well, go ahead.
1: Let me just uh, just on the game itself. I think I don't think the idea that it's a wide open game is a knock. I do agree with Justin insofar as. I think what they needed was one more mission after the map opens up that sort of welcomes you into the world and gives you a little bit more grounding. Sort of similar to Skyrim, which has the, like, go to... Whitehall, or Whitehorse, whatever the town yeah, is called, and yeah, yeah. G- talk to the Jarl, and, like, at least something to guide you in. They do, they do, well, in the games Defense they do kind of, the guy
2: on the radio says, here's three towns, you should go to those first, but I want to suggest you go mission, to that one first. Like it, it, my problem isn't that the world is too open and that you have too much freedom when you start out. My, that's not my problem, because I, I also enjoy that. Sure. My problem is that there's... there's uh, there's no I feel like there's no reason for me to do anything because I think the upgrades are really weak in this in this game. The uh, you have a rebellion meter or I forget what it's called, but you by like blowing up shit and stealing supply trucks and looting them and freeing people, rescuing people and completing missions, you raise the rebellion meter and it's like other than activating these story Things which all come in the form of you getting kidnapped over and over. And I've been kidnapped so many times. Uh, there's, I, I don't know why I'm doing any of that shit. It, it, it's just to move the plot forward. If that's the case, and I'm not getting some sort of tangible reward out of it.
1: Like I'm not just going to pass up the next fucking doing those. But yeah, I agree with you.
2: Guns unlock, but like I already spent a bunch of money upgrading the first couple guns that I got. And as far as I can tell, there's some of the better guns in the game. So I'm good. There, Like the whole progression systems kind of whack that's
0: the kind of thing that like i i don't mind the openness i just would like just the amount of things that are uh foisted upon you without any sort of hint towards like why you would want to do them or like what i'll get here's an example when you you encounter like freedom fighters i guess you'd call them like people who are sympathetic to your cause that you can hire um and it just gives you a button prompt like "Do you want to hire this person and like I already had, and I I started running across to people like this, and I already had somebody, like I already had like a partner, I guess, that was hanging around with me. I literally don't know like why you would, why I would hire yeah. them or like should I? It's certainly offering me a lot of people to hire. Should I be hiring other people to do other things for me? Can I? Uh, am I paying them weekly? Like what is the structure of this? Am I is it a one time fee and they're with me? I have no idea how much hiring them yeah. costs. I have no idea what the rebellion meter does. Like I'm getting, it, it. there's there's like silos, right? It's the most boring shit in the I world. Just, I, I throw, just mentioned that, yeah. Throw a grenade at them and like you get rebellion points, right? I don't know what that's for. I don't know what, uh, but I don't know why I would want more vehicles. I don't know why I'm like in the area and, that I'm and in. The,
2: and, and while you're doing that stuff, while you're driving around and exploring or like you stop at the side of the road and find a mission, inevitably fucking eight trucks from yeah, the worse bad than guys. It Far
0: Cry are, game I've ever played in that are, are regard just, of like you're just trying to get from A to B. And there's fast, just idiots every fun, single time. fun
2: experiment fast travel, literally anywhere except in the middle of one of the main towns and wait nine seconds. And there's, yeah. and you're just, you're fucking swarmed. And I get that there's bad guys on the road. Also the, oh, we haven't even touched on this. The autosave in this game is fucking criminal. It is so bad. It is like mid, like early two thousands <laughs> era. Like, Oh, looks like you just traveled across the whole map. I'm going to actually going to drop you back here arbitrarily. Like so bad. Um,
1: I, All I'm gonna say is I've played the game more than anyone. I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but I have enjoyed the game no. so long as I could turn off my brain part of the story. I also want to say playing with other people is quite fun, and the Far Cry arcade things are quite fun. Um, you can like make your own maps and do them with other people, and it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I, but I, I, I also accept
3: the and I think other the side. fact that you've played that long is why you are now having fun because right. The, the thing with the perk system that sorry, I just want to hit one more thing on it is this has been a problem with Far cry from the beginning is they hide convenience or like comfort inside of your upgrade tree same thing with like a loot having to you know up well now it's i don't even think it's in this game, but having to upgrade a slot so that you can just walk over a character to loot them rather than having to do the loot animation in this game, having your basic skills so hangle or what is it uh the wingsuit yeah. and the parachute being the same thing as the other basic basic skill like being able to have three weapons at a time because the game is meant for the having an explosive a specialized weapon and pistol loop just to enjoy that part of the game you have to save up an upgrade for it and having all that inside of getting health and you will want the health because like you said anytime you just sit somewhere for a second you have eight characters just ambushing you that I think the game will be very fun once I have worked through probably like I don't know five to six hours of just grinding the basic features that I can then like like okay now I have the basic things to have fun in this world now I can go and enjoy it. But it is more fun then, as you play. Oh my gosh! The, the, I also just play the on violent easy. bodies everywhere. The gore, it just it it's such. Uh, it, a beautiful game and it, it it really is a stain I, we also i also have to touch on before we move on and we have other games to talk
0: about i'm certain of this fact uh but it, th- i think this is probably the biggest biggest release um the the bugs i did a mission where i was supposed to find three parts of an irrigation system Boy, fun and uh slow down far cry is too delightful and i had to find three parts of it. Uh, one was on top of a wheel, windmill, fine. I had to shoot it down. One was on top of a building, and I would climb up and get it. The third one was on a trailer that, like, the car drove away as soon as I got close to it, right? So I'm like, come back. <laughs> like, it wasn't a bad guy. It's just a guy with this thing on on a trailer that I had to get. He drove away, so I chased him. And then eventually, like, I found the piece just, like, lying on the ground a little bit down the road. And I'm like, weird. Okay, I guess it fell off. Because but when I picked it up and I brought the third part back, the mission wouldn't move forward yes. and it forced yeah. me to reset it, and then the I reset it, and I went back to where the the trailer was before it peeled out, and it was floating on an invis- the trailer was invisible, and it was just floating there in the air, and then it drove away, so it looked like this sentient irrigation irrigation part was just floating away from me to keep from being reintegrated in the system. Three attempts That's to finish it right there. There are also it's, loot trucks that you're supposed to be able to loot by pulling them over and then lowering a ramp in the back, and then the door to the truck pops open, and then you get in. Except uh, I've stopped four of them, and the door has never opened, which apparently is a to, known bug yeah, There's a button. Point.
2: There's a button you have to press. On the side of the truck. No, it's not yes, in the back it, of the truck. It, it's on yes, the side. And
0: it lowers the ramp, and then the door opens. I can get the ramp to... The, the ramp will lower, but the door does not open. Wow, uh, That's and that, wild. It's every time I've stopped it. I I Googled it. It's like a known thing um, but there's it, other stuff i mean like that again i've seen way too much for as little as i've played
2: it's 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 just it bums me out so much when a controversial game like this comes out controversial and the conversation about it ha- like cements into if you disagree with its politics you're not allowed to find it fun and if you're you just want it to be fun and you disagree with all you it's not right to criticize its politics i'm just here for the fun when it's like hey everybody calm down it can be bad in both ways it can it's it, or you can or you can find its politics like whatever it's it, vacuous and it shitty have it politics. Has, and, no still politics. In,
3: and still that's, enjoy it yeah like that's it's, the thing there's there there i could not tell you what the politics of this game are
1: it does not have
3: politics it doesn't have okay and, and and talk that's, about. Not a
0: bad, that's not necessarily a bad thing on its surface but at least you gotta have a story i mean like if you're not going to take a political position which i think I don't think there's another fire car game that has, honestly. Um, but it, it, that at least they have a narrative. They they have a narrative that you give a shit about and you care about, and the they they have villains that are charismatic. I don't. I'm not feeling it from this guy at all. Um, and and again, I could ignore the, the the that stuff. Like that stuff is like it would be nice, and and I think it's important if you're going to take it on. But like, just the mechanics are are so disappointing. And I will. That said, I'll continue to plug away at it, and I'm in the hopes you that you don't have to. Well, I don't there's have not to. much, there's not much else. It's just, oh, yeah, let's talk <laughs> about is, another game. That's true. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm over it. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off because you've got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know. The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars, for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, Easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash Besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
3: Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track. Especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds Besties. RocketMoney.com slash besties.
2: There is other stuff. Can I do mine? Because I think that'll yeah. be a, a nice. Uh, so I wanted to bring Nino Kuni to uh, Revenant Kingdom, which I had no interest in playing whatsoever. Did not like Nino Kuni 1, played like three hours of it, uh, of this huge, sprawling JRPG, and was like, I'm good. Um, but then we ran a review actually that was very favorable. Um, and I was like, oh shit, well maybe I should pay attention because uh Nino Kuni 2 drops basically everything from Nino Kuni 1 that made that first game not very appealing to me. Which is weird on paper because Nino Kuni 1 was kind of Pokemon-esque. You were collecting these like spirits that would battle for you and leveling them up, but it was just super, super clunky and super slow and uh didn't what well, it just wasn't wasn't a great game. Um Nino Kuni 2 opens up this is, uh, I guess kind of a spoiler, but it's literally the first thing you see in the game is the president, uh, of sort of a fictionalized America named, uh, his name is Roland. He's in a limo. He's being driven as part of a motorcade somewhere. Uh, he's driving across a bridge into a big city, uh, supposedly in the country where he is president and he sees a missile fly overhead uh, uh, and explode and SJWs, it de- am I right? And, and it destroys the city and destroys his car. And then, while he's kind of dying, he is teleported into the world of Nino Cooney. It is a <laughs> it is a fucking buck wild way to open up a game. Um, the, the The main game is sort of centered around this boy named Evan, who is the heir apparent to a kingdom called the Ding Dong Dell, which I'm all about. Uh, uh, which is sort of a kingdom of Uh, sort of uh, animal people and humans living side by side and he is sort of dethroned and then you as the president of from from this other world are sort of helping him rebuild his kingdom and and that's sort of where the game takes you but instead of being sort of a monster collecting slow rpg all the battles are actually real-time sort of like action battles you have full control over your characters you have a light and heavy attack button and a ranged attack button and special abilities that you can learn um, all the battles take place in like these circular arenas uh, with a bunch of stuff going on so it's it's very like hands on very uh very dynamic um, and th- so this game is made by level five who is is one of my favorite RPG developers but they haven't really made anything that uh i've been like crazy about uh in the rpg round they make the latent games which are all you know latent games they're all pretty good um but like dark cloud one and two are two of my favorite games ever made and two of the best rpgs of all time and they haven't really done anything like that in a while and this is the first game that kind of feels like they're they're doing that. Because what they're what they've done with Nino Kuni 2, uh, that really reminds me of Dark Cloud 2 is a very like everything and the kitchen sink approach to mechanics. So you have like these these battles, these, these real-time battles that are going on. You do have some, there's a light monster collecting element where you collect these things called, oh, Jesus, what are they called? They have a really goofy name. Higgledies? Higgledies? It's even worse than what you said. Um, Which have different abilities, and all they do is run around the arena, and uh, at certain points, once they've charged up, you just have to, like, move to them in the arena and activate their their special skills, which adds sort of another layer on top of of combat of the like positional sort of way of thinking about it um and then there is a whole kingdom building element where you have this kingdom and you can upgrade its buildings and find new residents by doing quests and then assign those residents at those different buildings to uh you know maybe you assign a big warrior dude that you've recruited to work at the blacksmith and then he can research new uh armor and weapons that you can why does he gotta do work at the blacksmith why can't he be an accountant he has blacksmith skills, but he probably—if he has accountant skills, he could be in you know work for the it just treasury. Seems
1: like you're just judging him by looks, honestly, Griffin.
2: I, no, no, I, go chase your bliss, blacksmith man. Please, please balance <laughs> balance the books for me. That's what I. That's what I. Oh, we've bankrupted. That's fine. You did your best, and I, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not here to tell you how to do your job. Um, and and so it's like a it's a very mechanically rich game, but you know in a way that I think everything kind of supports the other stuff going on in the game. You have these monsters you can collect, but those support the battles. And then you have this kingdom that you can build, but those let you get new skills and new weapons and uh, other bonuses. Uh, and there's a huge, very, very level five ask their games have such a like iconic sort of, um, very anime inspired, very like, um, not cell shaded in terms of like what the filter of the thing is but i feel like that term gets across a, a certain aesthetic to the game just very very colorful um and it's just such a nice game to play like it's such a uh it, it is a game about a boy like learning how to be like a responsible ruler of of this world and i was so worried when it was like the The game is about a, a small boy and his building of a cat kingdom. I was like, Oh no, this boy's going to be insufferable, <laughs> but he's actually a very good boy. And like, there's some really great relationships in the game and like uh, people trying to teach him how to do the best job that he can do of, of ruling a country. Um, it, it, it is, it's just really, it's really nice to play and it has a really nice story. And then it has like a ton of very cool mechanics nothing nothing close to dark cloud 2 i don't know if any of you ever played it It was a dungeon crawling rpg that uh, eventually you unlocked a game called sfeda which was essentially mini golf so you would clear out like a dungeon floor of of all the enemies and be like hey do you want to play mini golf in this dungeon floor and then you could do it which would like give you bonuses and shit and that series obviously also had uh some some kingdom building stuff to it too but yeah it just has like a ton of different mechanics to it that are uh, work really well together and are unobtrusive and
1: can I, very can clearly explain there's like... real time there's uh, r- r-
2: real time strategy battles also i forgot to mention that
1: i'm not it's... really much with the jrpgs by and sure. large like very few of them i can play although i do a like more actiony ones how um cut is the game
2: oh pretty cut sceney yeah, yeah. Man, it's got
1: it's got it some
2: cutscenes. I, th- I think if you are turned off by jrpgs in general this is not going to be the crossover hit for you yeah but for but for me like i have not played a jrpg that i really enjoyed in a long time in a really really long time um and and this was this is this is really the first one that i was kind of interested in and ready to sort of open up my heart to and um i have i'm about 15 hours into it so far and i have not been disappointed at all
3: chris you've played it a bit too right yeah yeah i mean a thing that you you covered kind of all the bases um i i like the optimism of it you know it's just nice to play a game that is totally unrealistic about uh the way the world works yeah um in that your entire goal is just making friends and that will solve everything. And I bl- I, I, I haven't finished it, but something tells me it works out. Um, <laughs> the something other tells thing I... number
2: of crucifixions you come across will be yeah. limited <laughs> at
3: ma- a cap of five. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I like it so much is it's the polar opposite. Um, the other thing I really dig is, so as you know, I like Disneyland a little bit. There's this, ride in Disneyland called Storybook Village and it just opened it closed for a long time they had to repair it but the idea is you get in like a a little boat and then you glide past all these uh scale models of the like famous Disney kingdoms so it's like oh there's the mines where the the dwarves live uh there's the uh castle from Snow White um and it's very novel. They're very, very tiny compared to you. You feel like just a huge giant. Um, but the attention to detail is super neat. In this game, the open world map, um, how would you describe it? You, you, what, what's that word for a uh, cute version of chibi, characters? Like chibi, chibi version. Chibi. Kawaii. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's chibi. <laughs> it's kawaii. But they are kawaii.
2: <laughs> kawaii um, means cute in Japanese. Chibi is yeah. the specific artistic sort of yeah but you like walk around
3: as chibi versions of your characters um for people who aren't familiar with that idea maybe like bottle bobblehead versions might be a good way of thinking of it um and you walk around these landscapes that feel more like miniatures of giant cities um and i don't know it's it's a strange uh overworld thing that reminds me so much of, like, a Super Nintendo RPG. Like, it, yeah. in some ways, it feels kind of like a tour of the history of RPGs because it's borrowing from all these different kind of periods and then piecing them together into something that I think gels pretty nicely.
2: But but, but what's great about it is that I, I feel like that is what a lot of uh, RPGs, especially JRPGs that are coming out these days, are trying to do. And yeah. it's not. it is not in their it is not in their favor. Um, uh, This game actually is also, while looking like one of those games and incorporating a lot of those elements, it very wisely has a lot of modern shit. There are uh, these things called, uh, what are they called? They're like warp, warp gates. And they're fucking everywhere. They are everywhere. So like when you're in the world map, you will, uh, you know, you'll go into a dungeon or a new town. And in each one of those, you'll find like five or six different warp gates. And then you can instantly travel between any of them. So like, it's not like, oh, God, I have to go back to this town to give this ribbon back to this cat so that I can complete her quest and recruit her as a villager in my town. It's just, oh, I'm going to travel to the warp gate that's right next to her. It has like all those rough edges are are polished off so it's not like yeah it's very retro inspired which is to say it hates that you're playing it and wants you to waste your fucking time um it's it's actually very thoughtful of your time and uh very very smart in how it incorporates that stuff
0: cool uh do we want
2: to it also it also and i don't know if this is a knock against the game or what but it really makes me just want to go back and play dark cloud uh because that those games are fucking (laughs) great uh
0: great there's our dark cloud minute that we have every episode where we talk about mm. Dark Cloud. Do we
3: talk about Dark Cloud a lot? Do uh, we talk this, about Near Automata this episode?
0: It's a, hey Griffin, it's a new segment. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> just every segment's got to start somewhere. Now it's time to talk about Near Automata. Um, I haven't played it this <laughs> month, but it is still a very
3: <laughs> excellent video game. Um, uh, uh, no. Do we want to? Do we want to take a break, or uh, are we gonna hop into the next game?
1: I don't do you think. So? You I have something to talk about, Chris? Bryant? I think
2: we used a lot of our break time dunking on Far Cry. Yeah, I
0: don't think we have leftover time for a break. I want to talk about Sea of Thieves. Can we talk about Sea of Thieves? Wait, Wait what I am I
1: that. talking about? Isn't that my game this year, this month? I just want
0: I mean I want to be in a conversation that is okay. based on let Sea of just, Thieves that is initiated by my conversation dear friend and you can,
1: Rush Fresh off. <laughs> uh so Sea I mean, of Thieves. Uh we were all Every single one on this call, I would say. I don't know about Chris Plant, but certainly the McElroys and I were very, very, very excited about Sea of Thieves. Um, They had played it. um, I played it a couple. I played it three. I guess a year ago. I was a big. I was a
2: big evangelist for this game because that game, the first, you know, uh, the the demo of that game, I think, is is it, it sells it really well.
1: Griffin's love of Sea of Thieves took the internet by storm. True, when he ate a banana, and, uh, which ended and up in
2: the game in multiple. It is. Forms, it's in achievements. A... It's in
1: a sign. Yes. He's famous. Finally, you made it, Griffin. Well done. Um, we were all very, very excited. And um, but I think there was always whenever we talked about the game, whenever we played it, there was always this sense of like, okay, they nail like being on a ship and working together and the way the the water effects look amazing and the lighting is amazing and the sunsets and everything it looks stellar but you know these missions are fun but like you know it's going to go somewhere right like you're going to do a few of these like fetch missions and then Uh, you're going (laughs) to unlock maybe uh, a faction and the faction is going to have specific faction quests that you like and there's a little story and you follow it along and you progress and there's like a thing that's going to keep you coming back. There's gonna I love the, There's going to be that, a game here, right? That
2: conversation also got more and more hopeful. I I think is maybe the right word as it so we played it like at E3 and we're like, "Okay, it's fun, but I'm still wondering what they're going to do with it." And right. the first beta came out and it was like, "All right, it is fun. I played it a lot. Just waiting for them to patch in like the game and then the last beta was like oh they've added some more stuff and it's looking really promising so maybe it's only got a couple of weeks till it comes
1: out but then the game well I, I remember thinking like the beta's out this is only gonna be like 10 percent of the game in the beta like they're gonna hold back all the really juicy stuff right for the for the full game release and then the game came out and it was the beta like every aspect of the beta showed the full game good news that's, everyone that played the beta you got a free copy of <laughs> sea of thieves for that, a week that's not you saying
2: that this game is a beta which is like a way of knocking it it's no, just no, literally no, it's, it's literally identical to yeah content wise in the final beta.
1: what was in the beta which is to say what you're doing is a lot of um patch missions uh, everything that you're earning is purely cosmetic which is fine like i'm not gonna there are plenty of games including PUBG, that i absolutely adore that are purely cosmetic games but you definitely fall into this very familiar loop very very quickly where the first three hours you play the game you are like totally enraptured by everything that's going on and then you basically as we've said in the past you see the matrix you understand how this whole thing works and essentially the rest of the game just boils down to like those missions in um bethesda rpgs that are like randomly generated where it's like go to x and collect y and bring back x um that's every mission you do so you really don't get a lot of thrill out of the missions um which really uh, from a thrilling perspective really only leaves pvp which more often than not you are just trying to avoid because you've got a bunch of stuff in your hole. But if you go and do PVP, you can do that. But I even that, I felt like, had a ceiling of variety because everyone has the same gear, the same loadouts, the same ships. Every single thing is exactly the same for every single person. So even though no one has an advantage, you also don't feel like there's a lot of um, opportunity for variety in the way you f- c- conduct yourself. And, and that's really the biggest issue with Sea of Thieves is that it just ends up repeating itself over and over and over again. And I can see, a year from now, I can see it being, whoa, like it does this, and it does this, and it really reinvents whatever. Because the foundation is actually really interesting and strong. But right now, it's definitely not that. And it would take a major overhaul of the game to make it something more. It's
2: just... Guys, come on. If you're gonna... You could do the game that they did I would play the same missions, the same three types of missions, not the merchant missions those are yeah, fucking they're terrible, terrible. Uh, but I would do the other two over and over again if i was if I felt like I was working towards something and would if you, you really if you really yeah I would and because I'm broken inside, but if you really <laughs> if you really want to keep it even playing field, and I definitely understand the reason for doing that um and not have these mechanical upgrades that's whatever, although if you did have mechanical upgrades, like you could even do a fine touch. I would play for an hour just to get a skill that's like you raise the anchor up 5% faster. (laughs) Like they didn't Mm -hmm. have to be that wild, but okay, you wanna keep it flat, cool, whatever. Give me like a pirate base that I can take my friends to that I can unlock furniture for. Give me like modular ship upgrades that I can show off to my friends to at least show them and have them operate in an economy that is not fucking inscrutable where you can get a haircut for 350 gold or you can buy this new paint job for your ship for 250,000 gold. And it's like, well,
0: never I'll never do that. I, I won't i won't do that i've heard about the ship cosmetic stuff who like uh, this is probably clear to you if you've played the full version um but like who owns that like whose ship are you driving so, at any one point like i don't think i
1: am not 100 percent sure because i did not play like you legit need to play probably 30 hours to unlock the first <laughs> cheapest ship customization um it's like seventy thousand gold for the the cheapest sale you could possibly get, so i I'm not actually sure who owns that stuff and like how it determines what the front of your ship looks like. It might just be the host of the game, but I'm not sure okay. it, it it's but it, it, we that was a
2: wild example, right? The ship upgrades are all really expensive on a on a smaller level. I played for two hours, and a, like a lot of that was spent on one voyage i knocked out this huge treasure hunt and got three chests out of it and then on my way back i found a sunken ship and dove into it and found a couple skulls and i got those skulls in my ship and you turn those in an vendor for gold and then i took out a a small ship in pvp combat and took their chest that they had and had a ton of shit. and i came home and i sold it all and i was like nice and then i went and i like couldn't afford a shirt and it's like <laughs> w- why is it why did you do it like this the the economy it's it's hard to explain because like you need a spreadsheet to really like see just how wild it is but it's just like there's a small tier of basic gear that you can buy and then most of the most of the the stuff most of the clothes and uh well just the clothes most of the clothes you can buy is like actually pretty expensive and it's like okay so i guess you wanted to gate that for the higher level players the cheapest like sword upgrade i still or i have not been able uh, i keep saying upgrade the cheapest sword or gun or whatever weapon paint job is i've never had enough money to earn one of those it's it's just like i get the idea of wanting to make it so that you have to be a higher level pirate or whatever in order to afford that stuff but it just makes me not want to spend any of my money for any reason. And I don't know why you didn't just do a, like a loot box that you could find or purchase with right, gold. Cause it's all
1: cosmetic. So it wouldn't necessarily it's all cosmetic.
2: Just make that shit random. And then it's not like I'm going to spend fucking 30 minutes staring at a screen of things within like wild prices. Just thinking like, well, should I buy these gloves that yeah. look like bandages or should I save my money for
1: something else? And it's weird for a game that is purely cosmetics effect. If you work it out, it basically only has like four or five armor sets. Like it's not armor, it's clothing, but like clothing sets. And that's, bonkers and when when i bought the
2: game it came with a set of like badass looking blackbeard techno blackbeard armor and i was like oh i'll just wear that and never spend any money on my clothes ever it 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 may but but if i had gotten a chest and was like here's an ugly green shirt i'd be like fuck yeah ugly (laughs) green shirt let me throw that shit
1: on it's also weird for a game that's all about cosmetics and like changing the way you look how although creative how limiting the character generation system is Um, because like I wanted to make like a really round looking guy and it took me 45 minutes of scrolling through people to find one that I liked because you don't have any direct control over it. You just randomly generate like eight pirates or something. I generated probably hundreds because I was like, well, I'm going to play this game for a hundred hours and I want to make sure I like the way my character looks. And is that a better experience than like just having a slider to tell me okay i want a, a fat guy or a skinny guy or whatever like what like it's cute but there's no reason for it yeah yeah i don't know it, it's a real bummer there's I do not think much to talk
2: about because there's not there's not much to talk about like right. it's, it, it really it, isn't it, it, it's it, a it, very it's the sa- i like it i enjoy it i do still enjoy the game because it is i and i still play it um because it's still like a unique thing and i'm i'm do you all really about still like
1: play it? how much time do you think you've spent playing not
2: uh, not often but I, I do still turn it on because it's like a nice um it, it's unlike any other game that i play that is it, it is a sailing simulator and it's fun to just like hop on a ship even by myself yeah and just sail sail around the ocean and maybe knock out a, a couple chests or so bring them back and sell them for money that like i don't give a shit about um, but but it's still like neat to to sail around the world and playing with a party of people is still really fun because that's what they that's what they spend all their time on that and the most beautiful fucking water I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it's astonishing. Um,
2: it. it It's just like that's not going to last for much longer, I don't think. Yeah, I, just, I, don't,
1: I don't think the audience is going to be there. Uh, you know, I think there was like a mad enthusiasm for it in the first week. And I think it's gonna from a user standpoint like just fall off a cliff when everyone realizes, oh, like I have I had a bunch of friends from college that were playing, and like the text chain went silent, like dead silent, because just there's no desire to keep playing. Oops. Oops. God, I hope
2: the last game we have is a good one because I'm feeling fucking
3: down in the dumps. Can I say I, I wanna play Sea of Thieves? I feel like I missed my opportunity. It was a very narrow
2: window for what it's worth. Well,
1: there was all the betas, too. It's been
2: out for nine days. That's crazy. (sighs) It's been out for nine days. Even Evolve, we
3: got a good month out of that one. Well, I'm going to talk about a game that has been out a lot longer and I think is going to be popular for a very long time. Uh, Y'all, I finally got into Fortnite, and I'm going to use Fortnite Mobile as an excuse to talk about it and pretend that somehow that makes it a new game. Um, Finally, I get to find out what Fortnite is, because I
0: have been, the kids, all hey. my kid, all my mini kids have just been wild
3: about this game, Fortnite. Hey. hey, I'm going to try to describe it in a different way than the obvious way. So let me know if that works. I could oh, flop boy. hard. Uh, what if you took PUBG right, and you think of PUBG as like the hardcore PC shooter? Of, like, the 1990s, and then you wanted the GoldenEye equivalent, I would say it's Fortnite. Mm. Uh, it is com- drastically simplified, uh, battle royale game. It is going with the Nintendo 64 comparison, very rigid, uh, geometry. So, a thing that I think is really noticeable about the maps versus PUBG is it's not super open. Things tend to funnel you into corridors between areas, um, and it—I mean—the it, the world looks like old-school, hard polygonal um, open-world settings. Uh, it looks like a Banjo Kazooie map. Yeah, kinda, kinda. Um, and it, it's just so much more friendly. Uh, picking up weapons and not having to worry about how you're going to spec each weapon is a relief, especially when you're playing on controller. I don't know if any of y'all have played PUBG on Xbox. Maybe this latest update is a little better, but I found it to be a pretty joyless experience versus the PC version. Um, Fortnite on the other hand, I've really enjoyed it on every platform I played. It works obviously very well on PC. It works just fine with a controller and it handles pretty okay on mobile to the point where for a while I was preferring it just because it was easy to like load. When i had a few minutes here and there um the other thing that i am really digging about it um that maybe will put off some people is that i i have won squad matches i don't know if i'll ever win a solo match unless i just get lucky with who gets killed early yeah, no, you the, won't. the end game is not about shooting uh in a lot of ways it's about this insane uh skill ramp of people who can build and will trap you in tunnels. They essentially use building as shields. And then will move in close on you. Put you into a tunnel. Or start building towers. And you'll have towers that like take off into the sky. And branch off in all sorts of different directions. Where people are kind of hiding in these little tunnels that they create. It is bizarre. And it feels like kind of a natural evolution of all these kids who were playing Minecraft when they were... 10 um are now playing a shooter when they're 15 16 like younger like the the target
1: audience for this is like 12 uh sure i i would say that not intentionally i'm sure epic is not marketing to them but like think about like tonally and the art sure 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 i guess what i'm
3: just saying is the kids who are like at winning this game feel like they are people who have had five years of building (laughs) video games about building and crafting experience and could build and craft in other games rapidly, and mm-hmm. now we're using that skill alongside shooter skills, which, sure. again, like, I can't compete, but it is super fun to watch. There's, there's and- this
2: whole universe of multiplayer Minecraft combat mods that I, we never, ever covered. We never, like, yeah. it was so on the periphery, um, and then I would go to a, a convention, and I would see it, everywhere i would see it everywhere these mods where there's like arenas uh or you know almost a battle there were battle royale style games where you could like craft little hidey holes for yourselves and have to make bows and swords and shit and it's like i i i i totally think chris is on the money here of just like this was this was it is a it's real similar to fucking PUBG. but i think that there are lots of different sort of places where this thing finds its its roots
1: yeah also i I want to Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wanted to talk about the end game specifically because you brought it up, uh, specifically about how you would never potentially win a solo match, which I actually agree with, but kind of in a weird way. When I first started playing, you know, obviously I'd been playing PUBG for a very long time, a year or whatever it has been. And when I first started playing Fortnite, I was like, oh, whatever. It's like a like an arcadey version of PUBG. What I've come to realize is it's actually v- much more... Maybe hardcore is not the right way to put it, but it's actually a lot harder to play and do really well, I should say, because um, we're going to get a little grocky for a second. Time to kill is like a big deal in shooter games. Um, If if there's a fast time to kill, it actually allows for shittier players to do well because even a really skilled player, if they go down in a split second, there's nothing they can do about it. And in... um, Fortnite, it takes a really long time, a surprisingly long time to kill someone, uh, usually like three or four or five shots. Um, And being able to stay on target for that long is really tough. Add in someone that's doing that and also building walls and all sorts of stuff, like the skill gap towards the end of the game the last 20 or so players becomes way, way wider than it is in PUBG, where you could arguably sit in the grass and get lucky and kill the last guy There's almost no way to do that in in, uh, Fortnite, which is interesting. I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people make
2: that case. That's the first time that it's ever actually clicked for me. And yeah, I totally agree.
3: I also want to say how just dramatically better it is at getting me interested in spending money on the game despite being free to play. The season format is inspired, and I know it is in some ways borrowing from other uh, formulas like Hearthstone. But there's this, the, you, you measure your progress, whether you're paying or not, you are constantly uh, increasing your level. And at every level, or uh, I mean, not every level, but as you progress, various levels have different like rewards. So uh, level two, you, maybe you get like a new shirt. At a different level, you get XP boost. Uh, none of this affects the actual play of the game. So it is kind of silly to be getting all these XP boosts that don't uh improve your play in any way but so while you're doing that there is another uh level progression that is stuff that you only get if you bought that season um and i i saw it and i was like well i don't care about any of this stuff so no big deal free game um until i had made it to probably like level 20 or something and then i looked back and i saw all of these items that i had earned and i was like man that's great like 10 bucks, I get all that stuff? Sure, um, I'll pay for that. And then I did it. And afterwards, as somebody who I don't think I've ever bought a cosmetic in a game, I don't know what I was thinking because I did, individually I would not have bought those in the store. Um, but there was something about this sense of like, well, I already earned it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Not, paying, uh, not paying for it, I would be silly because I've already earned it. You can, you're losing money if you don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, in reality, it's like, well, they just got me to pay for something that they were holding away from me. I mean, um, PUBG does that
2: now too. With the every crate you earn is locked, and you have to pay two dollars fifty cents, whatever, for a yeah for a key to actually open. So it.
1: obnoxious! I hate um,
3: it. Also, the the like rapidity of these modes that they're adding. They did the twenty b twenty b twenty b twenty b twenty which was great, but even better is Blitz Mode, which have any of you tried this? No. No. It's Oh my gosh. It is perfect, and it feels like they... I hope they make it permanent because it's so wonderful for mobile. But the idea is it is hyper-fast, and uh, your the weapon drops are everywhere. Uh, they're much higher, and you harvest, uh, I think it's two or three times what you normally harvest. And this, so as the plane is going out over the map, the first circle is already there. Um, And as you're dropping, it's already counting down to the circle moving in. Um, And then I think it's like two minutes between each circle push after that. So things move very, 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 very fast. Um, And because you're dropping into heavy weapons, uh, you can like drop into the city and 30 people will drop into like a, a major location all of them will get weapons really quick. Um, I dropped into uh, into a town, um, and the first thing I got was like the best kind of shield thing, Um, and I drank that. Uh, I started chopping through a building. Somebody had clearly seen me on the other side because the second I broke through the wall, they detonated explosives, but it wasn't enough to kill me because I had the shield, and then right next to me on the ground was a sniper rifle, which I picked up and just shot them in the face and then took all their stuff.
2: Shit, Um, yeah, dude. I
3: wrecked him, and then I got, like, put into a little box by some probably, like, 12-year-old, and he just let me die in the circle. Can can you, Um, in, like, 60 seconds, so we can at
2: least put an asterisk next to this when we list it in the contents of the
3: episode, explain what the mobile is like? Is it good? I think the mobile is good for somebody like me. For somebody who is probably never going to be a great builder um the mobile is like totally fine it has a good deal of auto aim that helps without feeling cheap um it looks pretty good i oh also your progress is carried over between love that all from mobile to console to pc every platform it carries over so good that is such relief and should be in every game and how is that
1: like how is this the first game where we like it's like, not the first game, but it's, he not Des- the fact that, that, that
3: Destiny doesn't do it is so dumb. Well, and also cool. the fact that you actually can play your, like, make progress on mobile. That's, for me, the deal breaker. Because yeah. being able to just hit, like, I am not usually the person who, like, hits the daily quest. But being able to, like, put your phone, it's just like, I you know, survive to be in the top 50 three times. Yeah, I can do that. That, that doesn't take any time. I have my phone. I can, no, I, I'm not that sleepy. Um, where I would never go into the living room, turn my console on and start pursuing daily question of free-to-play shooter. They um, also do
1: a couple really neat things on mobile, one of which is they use haptics for like vibration, which is kind of cool. Like whenever you shoot or hit a thing, it'll vibrate your phone. Yeah. The other thing that I love is the footstep the way they handle footsteps is awesome. Um, yeah. so if you've played a shooter, PUBG certainly. Obviously, sound is very important, knowing where people are shooting from. Uh, direction of people running, how close they are, stuff like that. Uh, If you're on a phone, obviously you don't have surround sound or a setup that'll tell you. So there's actually a visual indicator that they added to the mobile version that'll tell you. uh, So if there's footsteps, it'll show a little footsteps icon. If there's like a gunshot, it'll show you an icon in the direction of the gunshot. Uh, If there's like a chest nearby, it'll kind of give you the vague idea of a chest location. It's great. Is the whole I mean, game
3: on mobile or is it just the Battle Royale yeah. thing? The it's whole game, game and all the new modes and your season pass. Well, I mean, no, Justin's is... asking if the single, the cooperative. Oh, oh. I see what you mean. Yeah. Has well, anyone yes, played whole... that? Uh, I played I it. In sp- that. spent a lot of time that's with it. That's not part it's... of the game anymore, right? Like, we can I all
0: mean, just... that's not really Fortnite anymore, right?
1: <laughs> it's not. Although all the all the branding is still that, but like I don't know who plays that. Are there hey, people that play I, it? I don't I didn't,
2: know. I did not care for it. Charlie
0: and I got pretty deep into it for a while it was it was deeply flawed but it had its it had its moments
1: um, it's fascinating I, there's I, never I c- really been a situation like this where like right? one side part of a game became like the reason people were playing the game i guess golden multiplayer maybe would be the comparison but like it's weird yeah uh is this gonna be our game you think
2: because it's going to be wild if we're like, our game of the month is Fortnite. But if we say, like, <laughs> I, Fortnite, Fortnite Mobile, and then a winky emoticon, and people know what the fuck we're doing here.
3: I think we can still do it. I don't, Because yeah, I think Fortnite, for I want to be able to talk
1: about Fortnite at the end of the year. I yeah. also want to say, like, the second that Fortnite, I know this is every month, but, like, the second Fortnite comes to Switch, which it has to, right? Um. No? I'm just going to leave it at
3: that, um. Okay, um, well, uh, presumably I, I would, it has to. I would to... be surprised if, if it, it can... was here soon. I, okay. I could be wrong, but I, I think that they are smart with where they are investing their resources. And, yeah. like, mobile seems like the type of place that you want to... Like, I think they want to get mobile perfect, you know, before they, like, figure out Switch.
1: Yeah, yeah but, like, to fi- I mean, that's kind of the impression that I've gotten is they've been so good about scaling and... I don't the, know. Only, like, the only
2: reason I think it, that there's a chance is that it would be a big Nintendo press conference play. That's true.
1: Yeah. Even if it comes out as six months to a year from now. By like, which I mean
2: a... Nintendo Direct, not press conference.
1: Right. Um, all right.
2: All right. Uh, I mean, I could make a case for Nino Kuni, too, but I think that this is the more obvious
0: choice. But
2: yeah.
3: yeah. And I think we we'll are probably talk like about Ni No Kuni, at the the tr- year.
0: I think the important oh, thing is just for us to get on trend. Like I, yes. uh, You know what I mean? We <laughs> need to start saying Fortnite more. <laughs> On this program, no matter. Drake. what
1: am um, cool. Drake is cool, so like we Ninja, could be friends with Jake uh, because of Drake because of this, Ninja's not as cool anymore. Ninja. Oh is, yeah, he said uh, he said a bad word. Not good. <laughs> no uh, good, Ninja.
0: All right, let's wrap up. Okay, uh, that actually is. That's a quarter, right? That's a quarter. Yeah that that is the first quarter. That's the first quarter, and the the games of the first quarter are.
1: Fucking yeah. Subnautica. Oh, God, Subnautica? Is that right? Great. Love it. Stand by that pick. Subnautica and... Played it, played
2: it. Finally played it. Didn't care for it.
1: Uh,
0: you, you did it wrong. Um, <laughs> Subnautica. <laughs> uh, what was the one last month? That was a good one last month. Far Cry 5? Wow. No, sir. That's that's this month, and it's what not this month. It? What was it? What was it, though? Was it near? Could not have, have been near this time. Yeah, we were in like agreement so about the last month. We like, yeah, we liked a game. Uh, wait, wait, I'm uh, going to Google it. Wait, we no, I got it. it. I got it. Okay, here it oh, is. Oh, Monster Hunter World. No, no, it wasn't. Monster Hunter World Monster got Hunter beat World lost by Subnautica. Oh, uh, yeah. It was Oh, it. it Into was Into the Breach? Yes. 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 Oh, mm. man. Can I talk about how Into the Breach is probably the best fucking game of the year? <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we is can't. Is too cause late it's, for that?
1: It, it's the game of my quarter, for sure. It's amazing. It is definitely my pick for the quarter.
3: Uh, I'm, in the, I'm okay I, having that be our quarter pick. I, think I mean, Into the breach kicks I, I, both would, these I, games
0: asses. I love Into the Breach, man. I could play it forever.
3: I, I think we're going to discuss like all three of these games at the end of the yeah, game. yeah, yeah for sure. Just, uh, an honorary cause... distinction for sure. All right, <laughs>
0: <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Into the Breach. <laughs>
3: there's just so much passion and enthusiasm
0: well i think i honestly think this little mini debate was muted by the weird omission of monster hunter world in in that slot it really should have beaten subnautica stand
1: by it
0: um but uh congratulations to all this month's games it's an honor as we say no matter how much we may (laughs) (laughs) literally pull down our pants and then pull down our underwear and then Deposit fecal matter directly into your gaping maw. We, well, it is an honor just to be nominated here on the bestie. So, congratulations. You know how at the Oscars
2: they bring up the best pictures and then they have somebody come up on stage for each best picture. And if they don't like it, they just shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my uh, favorite part. But, congratulations to all the games, especially to uh, Fortnite and uh, just to Fort, Mac- Fortnite, Fortnite. Fortnite Mobile Wink. Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite! Just to maximize our SEO here, Fortnite, Fortnite, Llamas. congratulations, to Fortnite! Uh, lo, uh, and congratulations to our games. Uh, we will be with you again next month on the besties. So be sure to join us again next month for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best game?
3: Yes,